He's in this building. We just want to be in your presence, oh God. We just want to be in your presence. Oh, it feels good in the house of God. Feels good to be in the house of God. To feel your presence, Jesus. Come on, don't miss this moment. Come on, I know we often go right through, but don't miss this moment right now. Jesus, we worship you. Come on, he inhabits the praises of his people. And when that spirit comes down, we preached about it last week, there's liberty. If you need liberation right now, why don't you just begin to worship him? And God will begin to flood your heart. God will begin to flood your life right now. There will be victory. There will be liberty. There will be healing. Come on, that's it. Come on, if you need something from God, why don't you just worship him? some folks need right now. This is what some folks have been waiting for, praying for, and he's in this building right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord all across the building. Oh, somebody worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Love what I feel in the house of God here this afternoon. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn over to the book of John chapter 9. And as you're turning there, we'd like to dis dismiss all of our Sunday school students to their classes. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We trust that they're going to have a great time in Sunday school. Hallelujah. John chapter 9, and as you're turning there, I want to make one more quick announcement. Uh, we are starting a Bible study on Tuesday nights in Fallon at 7 p.m., and that will be starting this Tuesday night, and so uh, if you could keep us in prayer as we knock doors and try to uh, try to really build Fallon up and, 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 and finish it and, and, and do all the work uh, and work with people and teach Bible says that God would open doors of opportunity. Amen. And uh, just be praying for that this week. John chapter 9 and verse number 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? this man or his parents that he was born blind jesus answered neither hath this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of god should be manifest in him i must work the works of him that sent me while it is day the night cometh when no man can work 
As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. And he went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. He washed and he came seeing. Well, the Bible says that Jesus spat on the ground and made clay and anointed his eyes. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Miracles in the mess. Miracles in the mess. Would you sit down your Bibles and let's pray all across the building. Come on, his presence is already in this house. And God's got a word for somebody. Come on, would you lift up your voice and pray with us? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're believing that you're going to touch every life, touch every mind, every heart, God. We're giving you glory, Lord. We're giving you praise, Jesus. We know that you can bring good out of everything, Lord. And we are worshiping you here this afternoon. Hallelujah. Let's give him a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand. Tell him God bless you, and then you can be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Miracles in the mess. The Bible lets us know that Jesus was doing what he had done for a few years. It was just the way that Jesus did it. He would travel and he would go from city to city. He would walk through the city streets. Uh, he would uh, often find himself uh, going out of the city and, and going into the wilderness and teaching. And, and there were times for that. But, but one of the main, main components of his ministry was to go into the city and to walk down the streets and to begin to look for individuals that really needed his help. Is anybody thankful that Jesus walked by your road one day and he brought you some help? But there are times where he'd go to the synagogue. There's times where he would go to the temple. There are times where he would go to the mountains and to the wilderness. But, but there were more times often than not that he would walk through the city and he would go down the road and he would find those that that were just sitting by the wayside much like Jesus would tell a parable of the good samaritan the good samaritan was the man that found someone on the wayside and in the side of the ditch and that good samaritan came by and picked him up i want you to know that that's how Jesus is in our life Jesus is the good Samaritan, if you will. He is the one that will come by, get down in the very ditch of life that you and I are found at. And he will come to where we are. And he is the one that will pull us out of that pit. He is the one that will pull us out of our mess. He is the one that will pull us up, wipe us off. And he will get us to a place of recovery. That is what Jesus does. That is how the ministry of Jesus. Can I put a plug out there for outreach? That's what the church's job is in this modern generation. Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But later, he tells his disciples and says, you are the light of the world. Church, that is our responsibility now. We are the light of the world because we have the Holy Ghost burning on the inside. But the Bible says that this particular occasion that Jesus saw a blind man. I want that to sink in for just a moment. Jesus saw a blind man who could not see. Often we find ourselves in positions where we cannot see and we allow our perception or lack thereof to determine whether or not God is for us and God is with us. But can I just let you know that regardless of your eyesight, your ability to perceive, uh, whether everything is dark around you or not, uh, amen, we may not have the ability to see, but there is a God in heaven that does not miss one person.
He said, I've, I've got every hair on your head number. That might, buy, might be a little easier for some folks. He said, I know every sparrow that falls, and you are much more precious to me than many sparrows. Uh, I want you to know here today that when God looks down from his throne in heaven, he looks down to the likes of you and I, and though often we cannot see him, he never fails to see us. Oh, if you're thankful for that, would you lift up your hands and worship him? Doesn't matter where you are, he sees you. Somebody worship him for that. Thank you, Lord. Our inability to see him does not lead to his inability to see us. Our deficiencies do not create deficiencies for our God. The Bible says that he saw a man that was blind from birth. We are all born blind, if you will. The Bible lets us know that we, we are walking and groping in darkness we are, we are the people that have not received the truth that is everyone's condition because sin is a dark position. Sin is nothing more than a lack of truth, a lack of illumination. And so we are as those that are blind and we are trying to find our way through life. And, and, and that's why I don't really judge a whole lot of people for, for the way that they live their life. You know, that's why a lot of people will be on the bar stool this weekend. That's why a lot of people will have parties at their house and the barbecue will end uh, with everybody getting punched drunk here tonight. That's how our world is coping with their blindness. They are trying their best uh, because they know that Monday's coming and that brings with it a whole lot of responsibilities that they're not ready to handle and they're not ready to deal with. And so everybody in this world's got coping mechanisms and everybody in this world's got, uh, they, they've got a joint, they've got a patch, they've got something that they've got in their life that will help them get through another week it is blindness they think it's liberty it's freedom I can do whatever I want but the truth is it is blindness and they are doing their best to, to walk through the blindness they are raising their children as best they can groping and walking in darkness they are they are getting married and they are getting divorced they are doing their best trying to find their way in the darkness because everybody that was born into sin which is every individual under the sound of my voice the bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of god if in our very birth we were born into blindness we were born into a condition if i could put it into the terms uh, that brother Stephen Collins put it in when he preached uh, every person under the sound of my voice was born that way that is a way of saying well this is why I'm so deficient it came by my bloodline it came through my DNA uh, it came because I was born uh, amen I was born a liar and a cheat like Jacob uh, I was born a deceiver uh, I was born with this issue and that issue uh, and every person that says that uh, would in fact be correct uh, you were in fact born uh, into deficiency uh, you were in fact born uh, amen into having issues and problems, compulsions and addictions. Every person, whether you want to look pious today or not, everybody's gone through that. Everybody's been born with misunderstanding. Everybody's been born into this try your best, do your best. Uh, everybody fails at life. And that's where our world has stayed. But I got good news for somebody here today. You might have been born that way, but you can be born again. Can I say that again? You might have been born into deficiency, but there is no deficiency in our God. Amen. You might have been born blind, but our God is the light. You might have been born in darkness, but he is the light. You might have been born blind, but he is the giver of sight. You might not know your direction in life, but if you can get a hold of God, I'm telling you, you can find your way because Jesus said, I am the way. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Everybody's born blind. This is the next thing that comes up in our story, the next question, if you will. Jesus sees a man who's blind, who can't see him. He sees that he was blind from birth. This was a condition that he did not acquire later in life. This is something that came by his birth. And, and his disciples asked a question, who sinned, his mother, his father, or him? What person sinned that this individual should be born blind in the physical? 
And, and, and I want you to notice that this is a false ideology that has been propagated through human history. And it is this ideology that says if something bad happens to somebody, it has to be somebody else's fault. Mm -hmm. If something's going wrong, it, there's got to be somebody to blame. There's got to be somebody else at fault for what's going on with him. But can I help somebody here today? Don't ever fall into the trap of the blame game. There's a whole lot of people that have fallen into that trap. And they would say, well, yes, I was born this way, and it's this person's fault, or it's that person's fault. Amen. That doesn't do anybody good finding out whose fault it is, who did what wrong. Amen. Amen. I blame my parents because of this, or I blame my ex-spouse for that, and I blame my siblings. I've come to help somebody here today. Blaming people has never helped anybody recover. It's never helped anybody get better. Oh, somebody worship him. just talk about that for a moment. Uh, there's a lot of people that have a lot of excuses in life. Uh, well, the reason I am the way I am is uh, you just got to know how I was raised. And, and there's other people that would look at your life or look at that person's life and say they're so busted and they're so messed up. And, and you know, it was probably their parents' fault. It was probably uh, how they were raised and how they were trained. Uh, and there's some people that would rest in that and say, well, see, the person and the doctor told me that's why because my parents are this is why I am the way I am and this is why I'm defective and this is why I'm deficient and, and, and I can't get any better because uh, it's that person's problem and it's that person's fault but I've come to preach to somebody uh, amen if you can get beyond the blame uh, if you can get beyond saying it's their fault there's a God that's watching you where you are that's saying, I don't care whose fault it is. It doesn't matter who did what and who was wrong. There's a God in this building that sees you where you are, and he's looking to heal you. Oh, somebody clap your hands and worship him. Hallelujah. So this man, when we're talking about physically blind, we're talking about a physical condition. When we ask the spiritual condition, who made them blind or why are they blind, the Bible says we were all born into sin. We were all born into blindness. This goes all the way back to the garden. This goes back to Adam and Eve. And, and the blame game goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. He said, the woman you gave me did this. Hey, Amen. Don't do that, man. That won't help you at all. It won't help you at all. Hallelujah. Well, it, it's their fault. Well, Adam, it was your decision. And now we have a whole busted humanity and it's one decision after another after another after another and there has not been one individual that has made made it up in their mind I'm going to break the cycle until a man called Jesus showed up and said, you know what? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, but I'm not going to let it stay that way. Uh, there are a whole generation of people that are looking, amen, they're looking for somebody to come by uh, and to pick them up out of their mess uh, because they don't want to be like their dad was and they don't want to be like their mom was. And I've come to let you know there's hope in the house of God here tonight. Uh, amen. Because we're in, we're in the church of the living God. Uh, you're amongst a group of people that don't look to blame anybody. Uh, we've, looked to, we've looked towards Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, we know who to look and who's going to help. Uh, we look towards the hills where, where our help is coming from. Uh, oh, somebody praise him. Uh, if God ever came by your way uh, and set you free. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. So we're, we're not looking to blame nobody. But when, he, when they asked this, there was an ideology that, 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 that if we step away from the spiritual condition, there was an ideology that if there's something physically wrong with somebody, that somebody sinned. And if your child was born with, a, with, with, with you know, some sort of condition physically, they said, well, it was probably the parents' fault. You know, they, they probably did something, and they were immoral, and God judged them. And there was this ideology. I want to tell you here today, there is no biblical proof anywhere that anything physical happened to somebody. Amen. was the judgment of God. 
I just throw that out there for free. Hallelujah. If you have that theology, I want you to know it's not true. It's not in the Bible. Amen. In fact, it goes back to religiosity trying to say, well, this is why. They're trying to make up uh, make up some understanding. It's nothing more than superstition. It's nothing more, amen, than false ideology. Uh, amen. Jesus looked right back at them and said, nobody did anything wrong. Uh, amen. Nobody did anything wrong for this boy uh, to be born blind. Uh, amen. But this is what he said. He said, this was done so that the works of God might be manifested. In other words, Jesus said, you're looking at why everything went wrong. But I've come to let you know what's going to come right out of this. You're looking for the reason why everything's busted and everything's broken. But I've come to let you know this is that you might see the glory and the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, somebody worship him. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. You got to learn to see your blindness correctly. And I'm talking not about sin. I'm talking about people that were born into a certain family and they were born into a specific type of brokenness. And they've got the viewpoint and the ideology that, that just blames everything. And all they can see is their blindness. And all they can see is what's gone wrong. But can I present to you another option? Amen. That when you look, if you will, at your blindness, you can see the problem and you can see the darkness and you can and see all the ill and all the bad that's ever happened in your life and you can start blaming this person and blaming that person or you can make it up in your mind the reason this happened is that God would get glory God allowed me not to see with my eyes so that one day I might see his glory oh let, let's be real here today somebody praise him somebody worship him Let's be real for a moment. Had it not been for the bustedness of your home life, you'd never be sitting in church here today. Had it not been for all the trouble in your family, you'd have never been here today. You get to see the glory of God. You get to see the power of God. It's a blessing, not a curse. It's something good, not something bad. Oh, somebody praise him. Oh, come on, let's worship him. Somebody take a moment and thank him. Somebody thank him for the things you've never thanked him for, the things you've regretted, and the things you've hated, and the things you despise. Somebody praise him and say, thank God that I was, for this blindness and this trouble, I never asked for it, but I'm about to see the goodness of the Lord. Oh, somebody praise him. Oh, somebody worship him. If it was not for what I went through, I would not be preaching to you here today. I would not be in church here today. And there was a long time where I got mad at my parents, and I got mad at my family, and I got mad at God, and I started blaming everybody else. That should have never happened to me. I should have never been born into that, if you will. Amen. That's not my fault. Amen. But can I tell you here today, looking back almost 18 years later, I want to thank God right now. Can anybody praise him for your bad home life? Can anybody glorify God for what you had to go through? Because had it not been for the bad, God would have never turned it to the God. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on. Are there any Josephs in the house of God that said you meant it for evil, but the Lord, he meant it for good. And I magnify him, and I thank him, and I praise him. Oh, somebody magnify him. Somebody dance and shout for just a moment. Somebody praise him. I want you to notice something. This man was born blind. He didn't lose his sight. He never had his sight in the first place. And there are miracles in God that only work on this level right here. Restoration is completely different than giving you something brand new. If you restore a car, you took a busted car, and you made it something brand new. 
But if you just buy somebody a new car, hey, they got a brand new car. They don't have to do any work to it. Amen. This man was not a restoration job, if you will. This man had never had his sight. It was something he had never been able to see. Amen. Because I've come to let somebody know God doesn't just renew people. God doesn't just restore people. My Bible says that if any man be in Christ, all things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. Everybody that's baptized in Jesus' name, I've come to let you know, he's not just making you a little better. He's not just throwing some paint on your rust. No. When you get down in that watery grave and you come up out of that water, you're a new creation in Somebody shout. Somebody praise him. Do you remember what you were before? But now you think different. You act different. You live different. You're a new creation. Oh, somebody worship him. Somebody dance. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, you've never seen before in your life. But when God gets done with you, he said, you're going to see things you've never seen before. Can I help somebody that's been through some struggles and been through some trouble and they look back on their life and they could very easily blame everybody? I've come to let you know, ARC, you're about to see something you've never seen before. It's not about to be God restoring how you see things. No, he's saying you're about to see something you've never seen. There's about to be a miracle that you've never seen before in your family. There's about to be a miracle you've never seen possible in your marriage. There's about to be a miracle you never saw possible in your finances, in your ministry, in every area, in the church. Oh, somebody worship him. Oh, come on, lift up your hands. Somebody receive that right now. Somebody receive that right now. Come on, you might have been born blind, but I've come to let you know, when God gets done with you, you'll see new things. You'll be a new creation. Things won't be the old way. It'll be brand new. Oh, come on, let's pray. Oh, come on, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you're going to see things you've never seen. You're going to see things you never thought possible. I'm telling you, church, we're about to enter into a season where we're going to see new things, things that they say were impossible before. Amen. But I'll tell you right now, when God absolutely gives us sight, it's going to be something we will worship him forever over. Jesus said, this man's been born blind from birth, and he could blame everybody else just like the disciples did. But if I can get my hands on him, he's going to see something he's never seen before. If I can get my hands, come on, there's some people visiting here today that you all you know is darkness and all you know is blindness. But can I help you being on the other side of Jesus laying his hands on me? Amen. You're about to see things you never thought were possible. Well, there's no way God can repair this and there's no way God can fix that. I'm telling you right now, if you'll let God lay his hand on your life, it'll so transform and so change you. Do I have a witness in the house of God that can testify and say, if it had not been for Jesus, I wouldn't be standing, I wouldn't be breathing, I wouldn't be worshiping, but when God laid his hand on my life, I saw new things. Let me help somebody. I've never seen anybody in my family get a college degree. You're about to see it and probably be it. I've never seen somebody in my household not be on drugs. I've never seen a marriage work out. I've never seen somebody in my family open up a business. I've come to preach you here today that when Jesus lays his hand on you, amen, you don't even have to go back to your darkness, your blindness. Amen. He says, don't worry. You're about to see something you never thought possible. You're about to see things you've never seen before. Hallelujah what I love about Jesus he says yeah he was born blind he was born into this mess they said whose fault is it he says nobody's let's not get into the blame game we're not going to worry about who did what and whose fault it is but I'm just going to come and I'm going to I want that blind man over here 
get this blind man to where I am. Don't worry about why he is the way he is or how he got to the way he is. That doesn't matter. There's a lot of disciples that want to try to figure out why the world's so messed up. I want to figure out why that person's so messed up. I want to know, well, what, what's their problem? Don't worry about what their problem is. Just bring them to Jesus. Just bring them to the house of God. So Jesus says, all right, we're going to do something. Because he went through all of that for one reason, that the glory of God would be manifested. He went through all of that. If you could look back on your life and recognize that all of that uh, was that you could come into this moment, into this service right here, right now, uh, and God could look back over your life with you, hold you by the arm, uh, and say that was all done uh, so you could see my glory manifested in your life. Uh, all of that was done uh, so there would be a miracle. Can I help somebody? Uh, you are the very miracle, uh, and you don't understand it all the times. So and you look back and say, well, look at all that. And I went all those years blind, and I went all those years, and I did this. I was with that person that happened uh, and God says don't you worry about all of those years uh, from this moment forward you're going to be a testimony of the goodness of the Lord from this moment forward you're going to be able to look at people and say I once was blind uh, but now I see uh, come on uh, I want to tell you about this man called Jesus uh, I don't know how he did it uh, but I know that it wasn't by a doctor it wasn't a lawyer I want to tell you who made it work it was a man called Jesus oh somebody praise him clap your hands and worship him And Jesus says, all right, we're going to fix this. And there's a lot of people Jesus has fixed. Uh, you might remember there's a man by the name of Blind Bartimaeus. He lays his hand on him. And that man goes away shouting and singing. You might remember there's some lepers. He lays his hand over on them. They're cleansed of their leprosy. You might remember that there's a centurion that says, my, 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 my soldier is sick and he's dying. My servant's dying. And Jesus tells him, well, just go ahead. He tells Jesus, just speak the word. And Jesus says, okay, your servant's healed. And the man goes away and he comes back and his servant's healed. There's a Syrophoenician woman who says, my daughter's possessed of the devil and I don't know what to do. And Jesus says, go your way. Amen. What you requested is done for you. There's moments where Jesus has laid his hands on people. And there's moments where God has spoken a word over people. And here's this man. He's heard the stories. He may not be able to see, but he's able to listen. And he He's heard about Jesus and he's heard the good things of God. Jesus, he's ready. I'm ready to get my sight just like Bartimaeus. I'm ready to get my blessing just like brother so-and-so. I'm ready to get my healing just like sister Susie. And Jesus goes, I ain't never heard about that before. I've never experienced that. that. That's not what I was waiting for. I was waiting him to just say, don't worry, you're fine. I was waiting on God to come in and just lay his hand on my head and everything's all right. Anybody ever be honest and just say you've been there? <laughs> Blind man standing there and he's trying to figure out what's happening. Maybe Jesus swallowed a bug. I don't know. And Jesus leans down and with the spittle, he grabs and puts it in his hand, starts mixing it around. How gross, how messy, how disgusting. Come on. You ought to read your Bible. It's got some real cool stuff in there. And he's mixing it up, and this blind man is standing there, and he doesn't know what's going on. He can't see it anyways. See, there's so many people who think they know what God's up to, but they have no idea they can't see it anyways. So, hey, hallelujah. But, but he's, he's mixing it up, and the Bible says, I could use you, Brother Jonathan, but I won't. I'm kidding. He, he, he looks at the blind man. The blind man don't know where he's looking, so it worked out well. And he takes this now clay. It was nothing but dirt. Can I preach to somebody? Dirt and DNA. It was nothing but dirt and the DNA of Jesus. Can I help somebody? The Bible says we were all formed from the dust or the dirt of the earth and every individual is nothing but dirt but all God needs is a little bit of dirt and all we need is a little bit of his DNA all we need is a 
You didn't see what was happening. You didn't know what God was doing. But God was saying, I'll take your mess and I'll make a miracle out of your mess. I'll take your disgust and I'll make something out of it. I'll take something uncomfortable and I'll bless you with it. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and worship him. Come on, somebody worship him. Why don't you stand all across the building? Lift up your hands. Come on. Your dirt and his DNA is all that's needed for a miracle. Your dirt, your disgust, your, come on, is all that's needed for the miraculous. I wish I could get healed just like brother so-and-so. And you know what God does for some of us? He doesn't work. Thank God he doesn't work in your life like he does everybody else. Come on, somebody shout. Thank you, Jesus. You don't work in my life like you do everybody else's. Because he knows what you need. It's a little different than what other people need. See, you've never been able to see. And he takes that dirt, mixes it with his DNA. And let me tell you what the Bible says. He anoints his eyes. See, there's some folks go through a mess, and they go through some stuff they don't like, and they go through some situations, and there's some people that get bitter, and they walk away from God because they didn't understand what God was doing. But can I tell somebody here today that's trying to resist the mess in your life, I want you to know that's the anointing of God. Can I help somebody? He anointed him with a mess. You ought to thank God for every mess that lets you see new things. He anointed his eyes. And then he says, now go walk. You know what? It's one thing to be blind. It's another thing to be blind and uncomfortable. Come on, somebody. It's another thing to not see where you're going and to not like what you feel with what you're going through. And they, he's got this mess all around him, and he's got this blindness, and he's got this situation, and he doesn't know what's going on. And Jesus says, now walk in it and wash. And this man said, all right. He didn't get bitter. He didn't say, man, I don't like the fact that you work in my life different than you work in their life. He said, God, if you said wash, if you said that you're going to use this mess to bring about a miracle, if you put your DNA on me, if you put this mess on my eyes, if you allowed me to walk through this, it's because you've got something good on the other side of it. Come on, church. Can I preach to somebody? If God's anointed you with a mess, you ought to worship him. That mess is going to have you see new things. That mess is going to bless you. That mess is going to save you. Would you lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on. Let's pray all across the building. Come on, let's lift up our voice. If we were to be honest, there's been a lot of mess and there's been a lot of mud. But I've come to let somebody know it's God putting his DNA on your life and God is recreating you right now. Let's pray. Sometimes miracles are messy, but thank God. Thank God for the mess because that's what produces the miracle. Thank, for, thank, thank God for the hard times because it's those hard times that produce miracles. Thank God for the things you don't understand because often it's the things we don't understand that give opportunity for the miraculous. I want to open up this altar. I think this would be a great opportunity for everyone to step out of their seats, make their way down to the front lift up their hand and say, Lord, I may not enjoy the mess that I've been going through. I may not understand the mess that I've gone through, but I want to say thank you. Come on. It's that very mess. It's that mud. It's that, it's that uncomfortable situation that God is mixing his DNA and God is molding you and God is shaping you and God is performing the miraculous. Come on, church. 
I feel the Holy Ghost in this building right now. Would you lift up your voice? You've been anointed with it. You've been anointed with it. You've been anointed with it. Well, I don't like how it feels. That's all right. You've been anointed with it. It's producing a miracle. Well, I don't appreciate that I had to go through this. That's all right. You've been anointed to go through it. And God is blessing you for it. Come on, if it's appropriate, lay your hands over on the shoulder of the person next to you. Brothers with brothers, husbands and wives, uh, ladies with ladies, uh, begin to pray. We talked about this on Wednesday. Something transpires when we lay hands on one another. Uh, there is blessings. Uh, there are miracles. Uh, come on. You can make worthy. Wash me in mercy. I am clean. Come on. God is allowing that mess to bring you to him. God is allowing that mess to get you washed and clean. God is allowing that mess so you can see things new. Church, let there be a voice. Come on, be honest with God right now. It's There's been some messy times, but thank you for them. They healed me. They saved me. They delivered me. church the holy ghost is moving that mess is from god you're anointed with a mess from god praise him church I said all across the building lift up your hands and let's pray if we were to be honest there's a lot of messes in the building there's a lot of people that have been walking through a mess but just remember that mess was an anointing of God it was a blessing from God and we will see miracles through the mess we will see miracles after the mess we will see miracles in the mess Come on, church, let's pray all across the building. Lift up your hands. Pray for your brother, your sister right now.
Come on, that's what I feel right there. Somebody pray. Somebody let it flow out of them right now. You don't understand the mess, but I've come to tell you it's anointing. It's anointing. It's get. Come on, you don't understand the mess, but it's calling. It's gifting right now. Don't You don't understand the mud and you don't understand the mess, but I've come to tell you it is a gift from God right now. Somebody pray. to church. Do you feel that right there? That's the Holy Ghost. Somebody release it. Somebody let it flow right now. Come on, push in this altar call. Push in this altar call. That mess is anointing. That mess is a gift from God. There's a miracle in there. There's a miracle in there. You don't understand it right now, but you don't need to understand it. You just need to thank God for it. You need to let God continue to anoint your eyes with it. You'll see something new after this. You'll see something fresh after this. Come on, pray. If you're praying, I want you to keep praying, but let me speak to somebody. The Bible says that Jesus spit on the ground, made some clay, mixed the dirt and his DNA together, anointed the man's eyes, and told him, he didn't tell him, wipe it off, because it doesn't feel comfortable. He said, you walk in this. Come on. It's one thing to go through uncomfortable situation for a day, a week, it starts getting to a month, a year, two years, three years. And God is saying, I've anointed you with this. Don't wipe it off. He says, they're going to come to a place where I send you. It's called Salome. It's called sent. When I finally send you into your purpose, when I finally get you to where you're going, where I finally have a word for you and a work for you, and I finally get you connected to people you need to talk to, and, and finally now you're going to start seeing things differently. When you get to this pool, you wash 
Don't wash before then. Don't wipe it off too soon. Don't try to avoid the mess. There's a miracle in that mess. He said, you get to that pool where I'm about to send you. Don't give up on the process too soon. You might not understand the process, and most of the times we don't because we can't see. But you get to that pool, and you wash it off, and all of a sudden you'll start seeing things you never saw before. Can I encourage somebody to stay in the process? Can I encourage somebody to keep that anointing on their life until God says, now's the moment, wash it off. Now's the moment you can remove it. Now, God's going to remove it from your life when it's time. But you've got to stay in the process. You've got to put one foot in front of the other until you, you've got to feel your way to that pool. You may not be able to see right now. It doesn't feel good. But you find your way to that pool until you get that washed off at his time. Lift up your hands one more time and let's pray. Come on. It'll all make sense when God sends you. It'll all make sense when God sends you. It'll all make sense when God fulfills the will of God in your life. Everything will make sense when he puts you in that place and in that position. But don't wipe it off too soon. Stay in the process. that the Holy Ghost is moving right now on somebody. Find a brother, find a sister, pray for him right now. They're in the middle of the process. They're in the middle of the process. And it's the will of God. It's the will of God. It's the will of God. It'll make sense when he sends you. It'll make sense when he calls you out. But you've got to stay putting one foot in front of another. Follow the word of Jesus. Obey the word of Jesus. Jesus.